0: It's Hoffman Show, Team 980. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham sitting in for Craig Hoffman. We'll take you up to 6 o'clock before we hand things over to our pal, Chris Naki, who's got Maryland Terrapins basketball on tap for you tonight here on the Team 980. The Terps at home, Big Ten Action hosting Rutgers, and we talked about it at the top of the show. Year two for Kevin Willard, and the Terps has been – a little bit of a challenge, right? Your best players not being as consistent as you'd like. Jameer Young, I said, has been amazing. Julian Risto can't stay out of foul trouble. We'll see uh, what Maryland's able to do tonight as they host Rutgers. I want to continue, though, to talk about the big-time press conference that we had yesterday. Dan Quinn officially introduced and announced as the next head coach here in Washington. And if you've been listening to me throughout the regular season if you're listening to me toward the end of the regular season, when it was a foregone conclusion that Ron and company would not be retained, it it signaled and represented a perfect opportunity for Washington to hit the reset button and actually conduct themselves like a professional NFL outfit. You cannot have sustained success in the national football league without having ownership, the head coach and the general manager all be on the same page. They've got to be in lockstep on every decision. They've got to share the same football beliefs. I think after listening to yesterday's presser, it's very clear that this relationship, this bromance, as I called it, between Adam Peters and Dan Quinn, it's no facade. It's no, it's not fake, right? This is genuine. These are two guys that view the game the same way and are honestly perfect for each other. Everyone was complaining about a potential retread coach being hired here in Washington. We know how ridiculous that phrase is. But something that has been discussed here in the coming days since Quinn's been officially hired is this ownership group in them wanting to pair a first-time general manager and Adam Peters with an experienced head coach. And I think that's huge, especially when you consider the big-time decisions that are going to have to be made this offseason, decisions that are going to shape the future of this franchise. The big one, obviously, being what they're going to do at number two overall, right? I I say this job is attractive for, for a multitude of different reasons. That number two overall pick, five picks in the top 100, 80 plus million dollars in cap space. But just as attractive as it is, it's a difficult job as well because there really is no excuse for this thing not getting turned around quickly. And the most important part of all of this is making sure that you get quarterback correct. Quarterback, you've got to hit on it. We know the consequences of swinging and missing on a quarterback in the top five, it sets your franchise back. We've seen it here before in Washington. So if you're Adam Peters, if you're Dan Quinn, being in lockstep is the first thing. But now you've got to make the big-time decision. That's why it's important to be in lockstep, because you got to make decisions that are going to shape the course of history here in Washington. And that big decision is obviously what you do at quarterback. A lot of different people uh, across the National Football League have had different thoughts on what Washington should do with that number two overall pick. Here is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. Given his thoughts on what the commander should do at number two overall. So if you're sitting there and you're Washington and you have Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb is from the area and he has a great relationship with Cliff already and he's tweeting out and rather he's putting on Instagram, my dog. I mean, come on, don't overthink some things here. This You know, football, we overthink a lot of things with football. Like I said, we twist ourselves up a lot of times trying to get to a conclusion that we know ain't the right conclusion. The right conclusion for Washington is do what you got to do to get this guy on your football team because nobody in your organization, and I mean nobody, knows Caleb like Cliff Kingsbury does. So you don't have to call Lincoln. You don't have to call anybody. Right. Just ask the guy who's now in your building. And if he gives him the stamp of approval – then you move heaven and earth to try and get in position to draft them because you ain't going nowhere with the people you got. Nowhere. Make it happen. Louis Freddick coming strong about what Washington should do with that number two overall pick. We're going to have this discussion for the next couple of months between now and April. That That's what the offseason is going to be centered around. We know who the coach is now. We know who the OC is. We know who the DC is. Now it's about solving the game's most important position. And y'all know how I feel about quarterback and its importance. The hell with looking at it through the lens of the NFL. It is the most important position in all of pro sports. No singular position in professional sports has the impact that quarterback does. And knowing what this franchise has gone through with that position, knowing how history has treated this team, It's really difficult to decide what they should do here. I flip back and forth, it feels like, every day, on what Washington should do at quarterback. And realistically speaking, looking at it through the lens of the draft, right, I think it's a one-quarterback draft. I know you're going to hear people pump up Jaden Daniels. I know you're going to hear people pump up Drake May. I think it's a one-quarterback draft. I think it's Caleb Williams, and then I think it's everybody else. And I'll go even further with that. I think it's Caleb Williams... Then I think there's a sizable gap. Then I think Jaden Daniels would be the belle of the ball. Then I think there's another sizable gap between him and UNC's Drake May. But from Washington's vantage point, from Washington's perspective, you have the number two overall pick. You have a litany of resources to acquire Caleb if he's the guy. Now, I, for one, think he is the guy, right? He is an alien. And I firmly believe that. There is no price too rich to try and acquire Caleb Williams. I know what Craig's going to say. I know what Chris Russell's going to say. I don't know what Kevin Sheehan's going to say on this because I think he probably loves him some Caleb Williams as well. But I I see how it would make sense, though, right, to stay at two and build around a Jaden Daniels, who fits like a glove, by the way, in Cliff Kingsbury's system. It would make sense to build up the offensive line and get weapons and improve the defense. All that's fine. I hear what you're saying about that. You need all of the resources that you could possibly have. I get that. But at the end of the day, I think it simply comes down to who's really him, right? Who's really the guy that we know was a slam dunk? And I know when we're talking about quarterbacks in the draft, No one's realistically a slam dunk. Whose tools, whose tools are worth betting on between these three guys? Because I know there's a consensus that it's Caleb, it's Drake May, it's Jaden Daniels. The decision ultimately is going to come down to which one of these guys do you fall in love with? Which one of these guys do you think has the tools to take you out to projects? That's basically how I put it. We have been... Project babies at the quarterback position. We can't find a long-term answer at the position. And while I understand the thought process of staying put and drafting whoever falls to you, you're in a rare situation and in a rare position right now where you can control your own destiny. The debate surrounding Caleb Williams isn't whether he's the number one pick in the draft. But I think it's coming down to whether or not he is this generational once in a decade type prospect. He's got unbelievable arm talent, right in terms of what he could do with the football, the horsepower that he's got on his right arm. It's no one stacks up to it. that's come out here in, in recent memory, it feels like. Not even C.J. Stroud. do I wish he played you know on schedule a little bit more? Yeah. But I also think Pat Mahomes, and people are going to say that comparison is dangerous, watch the damn tape. There are so many similarities between Pat and Caleb. But Pat is the example of, look, if you can corral that, if you could rein Caleb in without taking away the stuff that makes him special, I think you got to do whatever it takes if you're Washington to get this kid. You have to. Why Why not at this point? And I know I know nothing, right? I'm just a radio host. But at the end of the day, this is what I'll keep going back to. This is what I'll stand firmly on. At the end of the day, it's on Adam Peters and company. There's a lot of time to decide between now and April about what they will ultimately do with that position. But the thing I think we need to open our minds to as fans is... You've got to be bet bleep crazy to think that everything, and when I say everything, I mean everything, isn't on the table right now in terms of the draft and in terms of the quarterback position, whether that's trading up, whether that's trading down, whether that's not taking a quarterback in round one. It's all on the table for this football team. And this will be a phrase I use, right, bookmark it for the rest of this offseason despite what you armchair GMs out there on Twitter think you know about the NFL and what you think you know about football, despite what I think I know about the NFL and football, we are all at the mercy of the evaluation. We are all at the mercy of what Adam Peters and company decide to do. It's all on the table right now. And like I said when Dan Quinn was hired, there should be no decision – that AP makes this offseason that we turn our nose up at. This is what we've asked for. For the entirety of my life, we've asked for a GM, a head coach, and an ownership group to be in lockstep. Now that we have it, I don't think it's fair to go out and try to nitpick at decisions that are going to be made. Because at the end of the day, the track record of Adam Peters speaks for itself. The track record of Dan Quinn speaks for itself. When's the last time anything in this organization has sniffed a Lombardi trophy? yet people were turning their noses up at Dan Quinn. At the end of the day, we know the decision that has to be made this offseason. You got to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback. But everything's on the table right now. And I think Dan Quinn and Adam Peters said as much yesterday or on Monday. Yesterday was Monday, right? It was. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Trading up is a possibility, I think. Trading down is a possibility. Not taking the quarterback in round one at all certainly is on the table. We're at the mercy of the evaluator here. For this next segment, we'll be at the mercy of your calls. 301-230-0980 is the number. After hearing from Lewis Riddick on the quarterback position, what do you think Washington should ultimately do with that number two overall pick. There are a bevy of different ways this could go. I'm trying to preface, I'm trying to warn you all about what this offseason could bring. We have no clue. There are so many different ways they ultimately could go with this thing. But what do you want? 301-230-0980. Washington with the number two overall pick in April's draft. Which way do you want them to go with the pick? Your calls next on the Team 980.